0: coming up now and established in the faith there is only one god that's jehovah god that had a son and his name is jesus christ and he came into this world and died on a cross for your sins allah did not die on a cross buddha didn't die on a cross confucius did not die on a cross only jesus christ died on the cross of calvary to save your soul you have your Bibles this morning, turn to 2 Kings chapter 18, 2 Kings chapter 18, and uh, while you're turning there, let me share this announcement with you, I'll be preaching over at T's Chapel, Free Will Baptist Church in Smithfield, that is September the 26th through the 30th, the Sunday night service will start at 6 o'clock. Monday through Thursday night will be at 7 o'clock. They are located at 6439 Brogdon Road in Smithfield, North Carolina. So if you can, come on out and take part in that. If you can, we'd love to have you. 2 Kings chapter 18, move down, if you will, to verse 35. The... Assyrians have gathered themselves against Jerusalem once again, and Rabshakeh, who is the chief of the captains of Assyria, lifts up his voice, and he asks this question, 2 Kings 18, verse 35, who are they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of my hand? That the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand. But the people held their peace and answered him not a word. For the king's commandment was, saying, Answer him not. This life, from time to time, we're going to face trials, tribulations, and there are going to be situations that we find ourselves in that are impossible. That's when Satan steps in, and he takes full advantage of those things, and he tries to rob you of your peace. So This morning, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about holding your peace. Verse 17 of this chapter begins the second invasion of the Assyrians against Jerusalem. In their first incursion, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, he came in and attacked all the fenced cities of Judah, took them away captive, and then he set himself against Jerusalem. He was going to take them as well, but King Hezekiah negotiated a compromise It was agreed that if King Hezekiah would give him $20 million worth of silver and gold, that Sennacherib would go back to Nineveh and leave Jerusalem alone. The problem was King Hezekiah didn't have that kind of gold and silver. But it was suggested to him to take that silver and gold from the temple of God which he did, and he stripped, cut off the gold and the silver from the doors and the pillars of the temple of God, and he gave it to Sennacherib, king of Assyria. And evidence is that Sennacherib was satisfied with that tribute, and he went back to Nineveh. The problem is the house of God was left with a lot of damage because of compromise. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen the church has suffered a lot of damage because of compromising with the enemy. You cannot compromise with the devil. My friend, he'll keep coming back as he did in this story right here. He'll keep coming back for more and more and more until there is absolutely nothing left. And the church today cannot compromise the Word of God to try to win the world out here. You can't do it. If you compromise the Word, if you compromise the Gospel, if you refuse to preach against sin... Because it might offend somebody. My friend, we're giving up the silver. The silver typifies salvation. You cannot preach the gospel and not address sin. You're compromising. You lose the whole purpose of the message. Jesus Christ coming into the world and dying for our sins. And when you compromise and give up the silver, you're giving up the gold as well because the gold represents the presence of God. When you ain't got salvation, you ain't got God. And what did Jesus say to the church at Laodicea? He said, Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. When we compromise and we give up the silver, we give up the gold as well. Sennacherib came back he found out that Hezekiah had sent ambassadors down to Egypt with camels laden down with riches to form an alliance with Egypt and he looked at that as treason so here he come back again he has three of his top men, if you'll look there in Second Kings 18 verse 17, three of his top men along with a great host now that has gathered against Jerusalem, somewhere around 185,000 soldiers. And my friend, let me tell you something, they mean business, and this time silver and gold is not going to satisfy. They are out for blood. And Hezekiah sends out three of his top men. Hopefully we can negotiate and make this problem go away. And Rabshakeh, he is the chief of the captains of Assyria. He's a master at psychological warfare. He knows that if he can get into the minds of the people, then half the battle is won. Psychological warfare. Had you gone to the capital of Assyria, which was Nineveh, you would have seen what looked like to be sheets draped over the walls. But they were not sheets. They were human skins where they had literally skinned their victims alive and had laid it over the walls. It was a scare tactic. This is what will happen to you if you defy Assyria. When they took the people away as slaves, they would put fish hooks in their lips and take them away. I tell you all that this morning. You say, Brother James, that's kind of gruesome. Well, you, you just need to know the enemy that you're dealing with, the enemy that you're dealing with is gruesome. And he's out to skin you alive, and he's out to put his hooks in you and drag you off to hell. That's the enemy that you're dealing with, and he uses psychological warfare. He tries to get into your mind and get you to doubt God, to get you to doubt the things of God. And this is Rabshakeh. He said, verse 21, You're trusting in Egypt. You're trusting upon a staff of a bruised weed, in which if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it, so the king of Pharaoh of Egypt unto all that trust on him. Egypt and Pharaoh was absolutely of no help whatsoever, and Isaiah tried to tell them that. No help. Egypt typifies the world. There's no help from the world out here. If you lean upon the world out here, If you lean upon that, it is like a bruised reed or a cane. It'll splinter off into your hand, and then you've got another problem to deal with. He asked another question, are you trusting in the Lord? Verse 22, if you say unto me, we trust in the Lord our God, didn't Hezekiah take away all the high places and the altars of Jehovah? Now, Rabshakeh thought that Jehovah God was offended because of these actions. But Hezekiah had those high places and altars took down because they didn't have anything at all whatsoever to do with Jehovah God. Nothing. But Rabshakeh, just like so much of the world today, they think that always lead to God. It doesn't matter if it's Buddha or Confucius or Muhammad. Let me tell you this. There's only one God. There's only one God. When somebody says that Allah is another name for God, you need to correct them when they say that Allah is not God. There is only one God, that's Jehovah God, that had a son, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he came into this world and died on a cross for your sins. Allah did not die on a cross. Buddha didn't die on a cross. Confucius did not die on a cross. Only Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood to save your soul. And when you place your faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, then the Holy Spirit will come into your life. And you're a child of God. And let me tell you, he gives you a peace that passes all understanding. And my friend, you need to hold your peace because the devil's going to come at you. He's going to attack you. He's going to hit you with everything that hell has to try to take your peace. But let me tell you today, hold your peace. Glory to God, hold your peace. You know, the devil... He'll come to you and he'll tell you that you're no good. 2 Kings 18 verses uh, 23 through 24. He told him. he said, look, you know, I'll give you 2,000 horses. If you can find men to ride them, and you won't be able to defeat even the least of my men. In other words, you're no good. You're good for nothing. You can't defeat me. I'm bigger than you are. I'm mightier than you are. And it looks bad. It looks like this is it. And there are going to be times in your life that the situation looks bad. That there's no way out. There's no way you're going to win. Let me tell you. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Satan takes full advantage of situations when the chips are down, so to speak. He takes advantage of that and he uses psychological warfare. He uses words. He speaks to you. To cause you to doubt God, to turn your back on God. You'd have been better off had you not joined that church. You'd have been better off had you not gotten saved. You know, Hezekiah, when he had all of those altars and the high places tore down, he told the people there's only one place for you to go and worship. And that's the altar at Jerusalem. And Rabshakeh took that and threw it in their face. He said, you have offended God. How many times do you fail God? Don't raise your hand. Look right straight at me right now. Don't look at your husband or your wife. Look right straight at me right now. But how many times have you failed God and the devil's come at you and said you're no good? That cross stuff, it ain't no good. You're wasting your time. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You're not getting anywhere. You're not doing anything. You're wasting your time. Rabsheka was attacking the cross. Of Jesus Christ and when the devil comes at you that's what he's after you think he's trying to get me to do this that or the other but what he's ultimately trying to do is to pull you away from the cross of Christ there's not a person under the sound of my voice that has dotted every I and crossed every T since you got saved sooner or later you're going to fail the Lord and Satan's going to use that to get you to give up the cross, to lay down your faith, hold your peace. He said, Second Kings 18, verse 25, He said, I'm here to destroy this place, and God has told me to do it. The Lord ain't told him no such a thing. He's taken advantage of a situation to cause doubt, unbelief, and fear. Among the people, he's doing it to make them give up. And you know that's what Satan does. But hold your peace. You know, if Satan could do what he wanted to do, there wouldn't be a church open anywhere around the world today. If Satan could just do anything he wanted to do, you'd have been dead a long time ago. Have you ever thought about that? If the devil could just do whatever... He'd already done it. And he's not going to do it because he can't do it because God won't allow him to do it. God will only allow Satan to go so far. Verse 26, Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah said, Speak to us in the Syrian language. Don't speak in the Jewish language because there are people up on the walls and they're listening and we don't want them to hear what you're saying. Speak to us in the Syrian language. In all of that, we learn that there are certain things that you as a child of God don't need to be listening to. And the secular major news media in this country is one of them. If you want to hold your peace, the best thing for you to do is cut that television set off around 6 and 7 o'clock at night. Because they're telling lies, and they're robbing you of your faith. How many people are not here in this church today because of covid They sit there and they have listened to that garbage over television and they're not in the house of God. Oh, but I guarantee you, you go to Walmart this afternoon, there they are pushing that old nasty shopping cart around, getting their groceries. But they won't come to church house, might get COVID. Better mind what you're listening to. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You're not going to hear the Spirit of God at 6 o'clock at night listening to NBC, ABC, and, and, and CNN. You're listening to Rabshakeh. You're listening to the devil. And if you want to hold your peace, you better cut that garbage off and start listening to the Holy Spirit of God. Now... Don't think when you resist the devil, he's just going to tuck tail and run. He's going to buckle down that much harder. Rabshakel, what did he do? Look at verse 28. He spoke even louder in the Jews' language. Thus says the king, let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. Satan comes at you today, and he tells you, Don't listen to all that cross stuff. You've been fighting that problem all your life. Your mama had it. Your daddy had it. You've been fighting them, them issues that you have. You've been fighting it all your life, and, and, and you're still going to have it. And, and, and all this cross stuff, don't listen to that. Might as well quit. You know, he actually tells them, if you look at verse 31, make an agreement with me by present. Come on out to me. He said, every man can eat of his own vine, his own fig tree. You can drink of your own cistern of water. Until I come take you away to a land of your own. You can have an acre of land with a house on it. A land of bread, corn, wine, vineyards. A land of olive oil, honey. You'll live and not die. Does that sound familiar to you? That's exactly what Satan told Eve in the garden. Oh, don't worry about that tree. Go and eat of it. Thou shalt not surely die. Let me tell you, just like these folks here, had these folks give in to what was being told them, had they walked out of the gate and said, okay, we surrender to you, had you been too young or too old, they'd have killed you right on the spot. If you were a little bit younger and able to work, they'd have put a hook in your lip and carried you off to Nineveh. And there you'd have been a slave. If you give up the cross of Christ, if you give up, if you back down, if you compromise with the enemy any whatsoever, if you even look like you're going to surrender, Satan will take full advantage of that and you will be in bondage but see, he makes it look so good. You, you know, you a whole lot better off when you weren't saved. He'll turn that whole thing around. Makes it look good. He asked the question, verse 35, Who are they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? For 20 years, this man had conquered every town, city, village he wanted, and none of their gods was able to deliver. Just a short time earlier, he had gone in and conquered the northern kingdom, and Jehovah God did nothing. God allowed it. Why did God allow it? Because it was judgment on the northern kingdom because they wouldn't repent. They would not turn to God. And now Rabshakeh's got this in his mind. Jehovah God didn't stop me when I conquered them. He's not going to stop me now. And Satan will throw that in your face. God didn't deliver them. He's not going to deliver you either. Well, that person over there, they died of cancer. Look at them. They're saved. God didn't heal them. He's not going to heal you either. Satan takes that, he throws it in your face, he puts that in your mind. But let me tell you something today. Who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to listen to? My Bible says that by his stripes I am healed. I'm going to claim what the Word of God says. And let me tell you this, just because a person passes away, that don't mean they're defeated. If that person was saved, that's the greatest victory that a person will ever know is to be graduated and gone on into glory to meet the Lord. Be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord if you're saved. If you ain't saved, absent from the bodies, be present in hell. That's kind of blunt. Well, some of you need to have a little bluntness. In essence, he says, "Jehovah God can't even stop me. Who are you trusting in?" You know, if you look at the Northern Kingdom, he was right. Let me tell you something. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. And that's what the people did. They heard the words of Rabshakeh, and they held their peace. They answered him not a word. Not a word. For the king's commandment was, answer him not. Our king today is King Jesus. Glory to God. And what has the king said? What has the king said? John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. Give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. That's the commandment of our King today. Who are you listening to? What you listen to will determine the grip that you have on your peace. Hold your peace.